0: I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today, or go to anchor.fm to get started. How in the world do we possibly raise kids with a covert narcissist? This is such a common theme among victims of covert narcissism. By the time we realize the situation we are in, we often are raising kids with them. Pediatric specialists today are talking about a silent tragedy that is unfolding in our homes. And they're saying things like our children are in an emotionally devastating state. Researchers have given us more and more alarming statistics on an acute and constant increase. In childhood mental illness that is now reaching epidemic proportions. Some of the stats that I have seen include one in five children have mental health issues. A 43% increase in ADHD. A 37% increase in teenage depression. And sadly, a 200% increase in the suicide rate among children that are ages 10 to 14. Now, there's a lot of reasons given given for these childhood mental illnesses that seem to be on the rise, but a couple of them really stand out. One of the reasons that's given is emotionally unavailable parents. And that's the one I want to dive into today. Some of the other factors, I'll go ahead and give them to you so you have them, is, is a lack of clearly defined boundaries, a digital overload, a lack of nutrition, lack of consistent sleep, lack of outdoor playtime, you know, and so on and so on. But today I want to look at the pain of having emotionally unavailable parents. I'm Renee Swanson, creator of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Anyone who is here listening to this podcast is dealing with an emotionally unavailable person. A person who does not, you know, clearly, you know, have clearly defined boundaries, and nor do they honor your clearly defined boundaries. A person who is not emotionally safe for spontaneous and easy interactions. In all of these podcast episodes that, you know, you've listened to up to this point, I talk through so many characteristics of a covert narcissist. If I had to briefly define what a covert narcissist is, You know, I think about that a lot, and my definition does change. There's there's just so many different ways we could say this. But today, here's what I want to say. It is a person who is psychologically and emotionally unsafe and even damaging to those that are closest to them in ways that are subtle, passive-aggressive, and not visible to the outside world. I'm gonna say it again, a covert narcissist is a person who is psychologically and emotionally unsafe and damaging to those that are closest to them in ways that are so subtle and passive aggressive and not visible to the outside world. Now, take that definition and make that person a parent to a child, a child born completely vulnerable and unprotected at the complete mercy of the care of their parents in need of all this care to be provided for them physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, in all ways. From birth, a child is completely reliant on their caregivers, their parents. Their parents feed them and clothe them. They provide physical safety. The child relies on these parents for this, and they have no choice. They also have no reason to believe that they should not rely on their parents. In fact, it never even crosses a child's young mind. This young child believes in their parents. They believe in what they say and do. In fact, they mimic their child's behavior as it is their way of learning how to interact with the world around them. A child takes on their parents' views, beliefs, opinions, attitudes, actions, everything as their own. Picture for a minute a a mama bear in the wild with a couple of young cubs. Whatever the mama bear does, the babies will copy. If mama bear is digging under the rocks, the babies will too. If mama bear is grabbing berries from the bushes, the babies will too. If mama bear rears up on her hind legs in a defensive posture, the babies will too. And as tiny as they are, it's absolutely adorable, but mama is terrifying. Our own babies are the same way. They mimic our behavior. This is why the little kitchen play sets are so popular or the little handyman tool sets. They see us working in the kitchen and they want to do that too. They see their parents fixing things and they want to do that too. The imaginary play of young children is full of mimicking their parents' behaviors. So what about emotional behavior? A parent who yells, a parent who intimidates, who hits, who throws things, a parent even who is emotionally guarded and unsafe blaming and accusing is this you know behavior that we want our children to learn but this is what they see when they have a parent who is a covert narcissist and these children are more likely to mimic that behavior a parent who yells the child is more likely to yell a parent who hits the child is more likely to hit and so on Now here's a question. Is this because they are mimicking that behavior or is it because of the wounds that this child is now enduring from that parent that they adore? I actually believe that it is some of both and diving in deeper will give us some insight on how to help our own children. I just described how all this plays out as learned behavior with the example of the mama bear and her cubs. They see from this toxic parent that this is how best to interact with the world. And so they do it. And this is things like, you know, for the covert narcissist being guarded, blaming everyone else for everything. You know, you hurt me, you did this. And you start seeing that in the kids entitled manipulative, competitive, uncaring, and so on. And just like a young cub, they try some of these traits for themselves over time. Now, They may decide for themselves that these traits do not fit who they are, especially if they have another parent who is teaching them a different skill set. And we're going to talk about that different skill set in this episode. For some kids, the toxic behavior simply does not fit who they are and it takes time, but they finally come to grips with that and they step outside of it almost seemingly on their own. Now, let me take a minute and describe the other way that this plays out in our kids. Not the learned behavior, the mimicked behavior, but the wounds that they suffer. A wounded person goes into protective mode, survival mode, if you will. And if you've lived with a covert narcissist, you know what I'm talking about. There's a protective mode that kicks in and it causes you to be reactive. Add to this, that these kids are wounded by someone who they fully believed in and trusted completely from birth. A child that has been deeply wounded by their parent goes through a lot of different stages. They blame themselves, but they, because they just cannot believe that their parent is a bad person. They feel that they are a failure. They carry the blame on them. Like they are the failure that they are a disappointment to others. They doubt themselves and they harvest deep insecurity. They lose trust in themselves. And in so being, then they lose trust in others. They put a wall around themselves and they keep everyone at distance, intensely guarded. They hurt others before others have a chance to hurt them. So with our kids, are they going through learned behavior? Or are they wounded? I believe it is both. How do we protect our kids? How do we help them? First off, let me say to you, you cannot protect your children from their own parent. It is not possible. Not completely. Unless that parent completely abandons them, okay, maybe, but even that is still damaging. So even still, you cannot protect them completely from damage. That drive to protect them is intense, and I completely understand that. We want to shelter them from all the pain in the world and protect their innocence and their happiness. However, please understand, this is not setting them up to be able to face the real world in their future. You will not be able to protect them forever, nor is this even a healthy goal. Instead, we need to focus on building emotionally resilient kids kids with emotional strength that can face the toxicity of our world with balance. It is truly cruel when a child has to learn to face toxicity due to their own parent. It's horrible, but unfortunately it is incredibly common in our world today. So what do we do? The first thing I want to make sure you hear, Is please work on yourself first you are the greatest ally your child has and if you go down your child is going to almost certainly go with you this is that analogy of put your own oxygen mask on first if you've ever flown in an airplane then you've heard them say you know if the oxygen mask pop out of the little thing up above your head then put yours on first before you help your kid And I used to think you're nuts. I will help my kid any day. I don't care if I die or not. But guess what? If I die, so is my kid. And so they're right. I got to put mine on first. Then I can help my child. Then I can be the completely healthy and strong ally that they need. If you are emotionally beaten down, utterly exhausted, a train wreck like so many victims of covert narcissistic abuse are, then you are not in a place to help your own children. I know firsthand that it can feel feel selfish to focus on you, to take time for yourself to work on you. I know how that feels, but I'm telling you, you are the greatest ally that your kids have. You need to put yourself in a position to be the most valuable ally that you can. For them. As you heal, you will be more emotionally available to them, more emotionally safe, more emotionally stable. You will have more mental space to make healthy decisions for and with them, more mental space to figure out how to talk to them and what to say more emotional space to help carry their fears, angers, and frustrations, to be be better able to trust them and work through all of this with them and trust their ability to work through it too. Overall, it is a completely better perspective on such an overwhelming, exhausting, confusing, and terrifying situation. Not only do you get healthier and better equipped to help them, but now you are also leading the way. Let them see some of your struggles and pain, age-appropriate, of course. But don't show them an image of yourself that's always in control of your emotions, always strong, always put together, and so on and so on. Living an image in front of your kids is exactly what that toxic parent is doing. Get off that ride. Be real with your child. Remember, kids mimic their parents. We cannot bottle up all of our own emotions around them all the time and then expect them to be able to express their own. Listen to that. We cannot bottle up all of our own emotions around them, our negative emotions or the emotions we're afraid of. We cannot bottle all these up around them all the time and yet expect them to be able to express theirs. Let them see your frustration and your anger. Again, keep it age appropriate. We don't want to scare the little ones here. But as they get older, they need to see your frustration and your anger. Not by throwing tantrums. I'm not talking about that. Not by hitting things or throwing things or yelling and screaming. That's not what I mean. They need to see healthy anger management too. It's okay to say, man, I'm so mad that this happened. That really hurts. It's okay for them to see the frustration in you. And then healthy anger skills like voicing the anger, being able to express it, pacing around the room, doing jumping jacks or push ups or go for a jog, something that, that is burning that energy. They need to see that because those are skills they're going to need to build too. You can even tell them, hey, I'm, I'm really angry about this. I'm going to have to go burn some and I'm going to go do a workout or something. They're like let them know and then go, but don't hide it from them. Let them see your pain and your hurt. Tears are okay. Seeing it in you gives them the permission they need to be human. Remember that, you know, they already have one parent that does not give them the right to be human. I mean, think about it. You are in a marriage or in a relationship or have been with a parent, their parent, Who doesn't give people the the room to be human. Doesn't give you the space or the freedom to be human. They already have that in one parent. They need to see in you that it is okay to be human. You might need to relearn this. Taking that space to be human. You might need to relearn it in yourself. You might need to work on giving yourself permission to be human. Flawed. Vulnerable. Weak at times. Not perfect. Your kids need this space. And as they see it in you, it will give them the freedom to express it themselves. Children of covert narcissists often build an internal world where they must be perfect all the time. Because again, they're trying to live up to the expectations of that toxic parent. And as this is not humanly possible, instead what happens is they build an image of themselves to present to the world a perfect image, a guarded image. And they guard it intensely, afraid of anyone finding out the real truth of who they are inside because they are not allowed to be vulnerable. Thus, they become narcissistic themselves if they do not deal with this or change this. You need to lead the way for them. If you hear nothing else I say, please hear this. Give your children the space To be human, give them emotional safety no matter what is going on in their world. Let them be safe voicing their own thoughts and feelings to you, even if they are less than perfect, even if they are flawed, even if you don't like what they're saying. Don't judge them. Hear them where they are. Their thoughts and feelings are coming from within them. This is a great way to get to know them and learn more about them. Again, you may not like what you hear from them. You may not always like it, but reactivity from you is not what they need. Hear them out. Understand where they're coming from. You're going to learn a lot about their fears and insecurities and and their own angers and their own confusion if you will listen and not react. Build trust with them. The more trust that they have with you and they start trusting that relationship with you, then they will be more open to listening to you as you voice your thoughts and feelings. And this builds a relationship of trust and mutual respect, but reactivity destroys that. Personally, I was so wrapped up in trying to keep peace with their father that I pushed my boy's feelings under the rug right along with all the toxic behavior from their father. And I had no idea I was doing it. They were upset with him. I swept it under the rug. How? By making excuses for their father. Oh, he's just having a bad day. Or he's not feeling good today. Or he didn't have any siblings. So he doesn't understand, you know, how that relationship works. All of this. I made excuses. And what was I doing? I was sweeping their feelings right under the rug. Instead of validating that they were upset with him. And understanding why they would have been upset with him. They were angry, I swept that away even faster. I was so afraid that they were going to become angry like him that when they were angry, I was sweeping it away before the words even got out of their mouth. They were happy, even that got swept away. Why? Yes, I was relieved that they were happy, but I was too exhausted to appreciate it. Their feelings got pushed aside, not only by their covert narcissistic father, but by their emotionally exhausted and fearful mother as well. This is why you must work on you first. Thankfully, you only have to get a few steps in front of them to be able to truly start helping your children. But please do this. It is crucial for our children. It is crucial for our world. I do have a book called Parenting with a Toxic Partner. If you are interested, it's available on Amazon. It's been out for quite a while. I also have group coaching sessions coming up. They start here in about another week. Parenting is a very common theme in our discussions in these groups. To sign up, go to www.covertnarcissism.com. Or you can also shoot me an email or find me on Facebook. I'll put all the links in the show notes. I really, really, truly want to do everything I can to help us to help our children. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.